Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander were broadcasting live this afternoon. We're back in Sandersville, Kelly. Oklahoma Casino, always fun to be here. Glad to be back today. It is. It's always a fun place to be and just the excitement of being uh, in the casino. Of course, the Bengals and Redskins are, well, I know the Bengals are underdogs, as I uh, quickly learned. I'd imagine the Redskins are as well. Who are they playing this weekend? Uh, the Redskins are off. And they're, oh. yeah, they're a three and they're still point, underdogs. three-point dog to uh, <laughs> open day. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. We're expecting it to be close, however. Uh, glad to be here this afternoon. Ryan Griffith's going to join us a little later in the show from the casino. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald also. Uh, and we've got, uh, who's back at the First Bank Studio? Uh, that would be uh, Brandon Wallace. Brandon he's, Wallace he's there back right at now. the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. We're at Bocoma Casino in Sandersville. And our first guest of the day is no stranger to the Eagle Hour. He is the Associate Commissioner of Conference USA. He is the one and only Russ Anderson, and Russ, it's good to have you back on the show. Well, it's always good to uh, talk to you, gentlemen. All right, we're going to warn you we have a delay because we're broadcasting remotely this afternoon, so uh, we'll give you a little time to respond to everything. It'll just take a second or two for us to catch up. Well, Russ, always good to talk to you, and of course, we've got four weeks left in the football season. And I guess my first question to you this afternoon is, can you refresh our memories as to how many bowl slots does Conference USA have? And at this point of the year, are you guys expecting every bowl slot to be filled by a conference team? Well, we have six guaranteed uh, spots for our teams. And then we also have a couple of secondary agreements. One of those secondary agreements is with the uh, Independence Bowl. And I think when you look at um, the SEC standings, there's uh, really virtually no way that the SEC is going to be able to fill that spot. And so there's going to be an opportunity for us in Shreveport as well. So if we have seven bowl-eligible teams, uh, we should be able to place those seven. And then if we end up with more than seven, we are already making phone calls and trying to, you know, possible scenarios that are out there where we might be able to, uh, you know, get an eighth or even a ninth possibly if we end up with that many eligible teams into postseason play somewhere else. Now, Russ, is there a bowl game that the conference champion will go to specifically? Or is uh, exact, exactly how does that work? Where do you put your conference championship team and your, maybe the team that plays for the conference championship but doesn't win it? There is no set place for the uh, champion to go. It really kind of it's a, a couple of factors go into that. You know, geographic location can certainly uh, play a role in that. Uh, the type of opponent that might be available to play for our champion is another aspect. And then uh, ESPN, which owns you know a lot of these bowls and airs most of them, uh, certainly can play a role as well in, in 
maybe trying to create a matchup as you know we've had champion versus champion in Boca Raton uh, you know a couple of times you know things like that so it's really pretty wide open where uh, our championship could end up playing so Russ does the conference act kind of like a real estate broker as it were where you guys you know get together with the bowl committees and say hey I think I think this team from our conference would be good at this bowl what factors go into determining who goes where well probably the biggest factor a lot of the time is geography because we want you know our fans and uh, to be able to go and support their teams and the bowls want to be able to sell tickets so the, you know geography is something that kind of goes hand in hand in that regard but then you know the other factor i think sometimes is your matchup you know we want to go and play the best teams that are available to play in the postseason so that is you know high on the list of, of factors as well and yes you know we do talk to all of our bowl partners we talk to to bowls that uh, aren't necessarily our partners if we you know we see there's a a possible opportunity we want to you know exhaust all options uh to get our teams into postseason play one of the things you hear college football fans talk about and it's real a sec or a real sexy topic right now is that the power five keep getting richer and the the other conferences keep getting poorer um and looking ahead would you ever envision or has it ever been discussed at the conference level that potentially the conference usa championship game could be sold to a neutral site city because everything comes down to money you know so would that ever be or would you ever envision that being a possibility rather than a conference usa school actually hosting the championship game it's certainly something that i wouldn't you know rule out um you know the, i guess the real question that way that comes with that is you know, do, is there a place where, you know, you think you can really go to and have enough attendance to be able to create enough revenue and, uh, you know, ha- and have a really good atmosphere for that game? Because you could run the risk if you predetermine you're going to be somewhere and you end up with a pair of teams that are nowhere near that city, uh, you know, you could end up with a very small crowd potentially. Um, so, you know, that's something I think it, you know, for the most part where our league is been right at this point having it on campus where you're able to draw from the home crowd has been you know the best model for the conference but that's certainly you know something that we couldn't rule out somewhere down the road well and i would think and i would think before a city would even bid on a potential conference usa championship game those are numbers that they would crunch too from the city would we be able to get those crowds but i often kind of back on the bowl subject I've often wondered how, how bowls like the Hawaii Bowl and the Bahamas Bowl get anybody to go, considering how far it is to travel, regardless of what school right. you're from. How, how, do they, how do some of those bowls in remote locations make any money at all? Um, you know, I mean, through obviously sponsorships is a big part of that, and you know, so again, about I think it's thirteen bowls are owned, you know, by ESPN, so they're certainly subsidizing, you know, some of that. Um, and yeah, you're you're just when you're talking about places like the Bahamas and Hawaii, it's going to be difficult for fans from any school, you know, a, a large number at right. least, to get there. Uh, I can tell you, though, the great thing, I was fortunate enough to be our rep in the Bahamas last year, and that is a tremendous bowl trip. It is a, such a unique 
trip and uh, the kids. I think you know, it's it's something really special for them. So there's you know there's there's value in that. It's just unfortunate in a game like that. It's it's more difficult for for the fans to be there supporting their team. Yeah, because a couple of years ago, you know, when Larry Fedora was here, the last decision he made as a coach, I think, was to take the team. It was the last decision he made. Yeah, and and it was not popular, (laughs) was it, Bob? No, it was not popular uh, at all. Real quick, Russ, before we run out of time, uh, any any team really jump out at you that was a surprise, either positive or negative, uh, so far this year in football play? Um, you know, I think that um, WKU, you know, they struggled, a, you know, a little bit in, in the last. They've lost the last two weeks, but have been close games. But I think a lot of people sure didn't expect them to be five and two before they lost these last two. Um, you know, and they're still in a, in a good position to be a bowl team uh, under their, you know, under Tyson Health in his first year. I think that's been a, you know, probably a positive surprise. You know, North Texas probably on the other end of things, not exactly where they thought they were going to be. They were, I think, a pretty good consensus favorite in the West Division. Um, and now they find themselves where they need to get a couple more wins, uh, you know, to get to, to bowl games. But I think the, the great thing about the – you look at the league throughout, and, and we've got great races in both divisions. We're sitting here going into games of November 9th, and, you know, we have at least three teams in each division that can win it, and it's really kind of difficult to, to peg how it's going to uh, end up. And especially in that West division between Southern Miss UAB and Louisiana Tech – bunch of head-to-head games there that uh, are going to, you know, kind of help shake that out beginning uh, this Saturday at the Rock when UAB comes in. All right, one minute left. Let me say this to you, Russ. We had yesterday on the show, we had the play-by-play guy for the NFL Network that's doing the game Saturday. And kudos to Conference USA, whoever is responsible for negotiating that deal. I guess you would agree that that is a huge positive step for Conference USA to get this multi-year deal with the NFL Network. It, it's really been outstanding. You know, we were very excited about getting it going in, and then you know, seeing the uh, the production that they do on the games, seeing the publicity they do during the week on NFL Network on their other shows, uh, you know, and commercials and that for us. That's outstanding. You're talking about a network that has, you know, 65 million homes that they're into and diehard football people that are seeing the Conference USA brand, and hopefully they're tuning in on Saturday afternoon and watching some of those games then. I think it's the biggest thing that's happened to the the conference since I've been covering it, Russ. That's just my opinion. No, we we're, we've been very excited about it, and uh, we're very pleased with the job that the NFL Network has done in in presenting Conference USA. Hey, my friend, we always appreciate your time on the Eagle Hour. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you, guys. Russ Anderson is the Associate Commissioner of Conference USA, and we thank him for coming on the Eagle Hour. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald next as we broadcast live from Bocoma Casino here in Sandersville, Eagle Hour on the road at Bocoma. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. To the Eagle Hour. 
I want to thank Russ Anderson, Associate Commissioner of Conference USA, for joining us in the first segment. We're broadcasting live today from Bocoma Casino in Sandersville. Also want to thank our good sponsors, Dickie's Barbecue Pit, for all they do for the Eagle Hour. First Bank, uh, the show being directed from the First Bank studio back in Hattiesburg, and, of course, our buddies at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Uh, thanks to all that support the Eagle Hour. Glad to be at Bocoma's. Always exciting, Kelly. Always fun. So what do you say? Let's bring the professor into this soiree. Yeah, I just had to, real quick before we get to the professor, I had to comment on what Russ Anderson said, that the Conference USA could potentially fill some SEC spots in the bowl lineup. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick to death and worried as to what would the SEC do without that money if they're, if they're not bowl It eligible. could be a, bad, be a bad problem for the <laughs> SEC. Uh, Patrick, I guess you would agree. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. The SEC desperate for every dollar it can rake in. <laughs> Yeah, they're on. Uh, yeah, they may as well be on welfare. They're really struggling at the moment. <laughs> All right, Professor, glad to have you with us. Big ball game coming up uh, Saturday. A lot of implications uh, for the Western Division uh, race between Southern Miss and uh, UAB. First up, do you know if the UAB starting quarterback is going to be in the game? And if not, uh, to what degree does that change the look of the football game? Honestly, I don't know. I have, I've been kind of uh, – it's been one of those weeks where I've been preoccupied with a whole bunch of things, so that's kind of flown under my radar. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what the status on UAB's quarterback, but uh, if Johnston's not the guy, I mean, that, I would expect that would change things. I mean, he's had, made some mistakes, but he's a strong-arm guy that can throw the football and can potentially take advantage of uh, Southern Miss secondary. So, yeah, I mean, if they have a different, less experienced quarterback in there, that could definitely change things. Here's the criticism, Patrick, I hear about UAB. I think they're 6-2. and two. They were 6-1 and one going into last week. But people say, oh, well, they haven't played anybody. Do you think this UAB team is reflective of its record, or do you buy into that, that perhaps they're a little over overrated because of the level of competition they faced? Well, I mean, I, I just, you know, I think I've said for a while now, I think that UAB is a team that is not, not as good as its record. Uh, the, the competition they've played, it's really one of the softest schedules in the nation whenever you pick it apart. I mean, even an Akron is on there, I believe. So uh, the, the teams they've played have not been very good this season. And, I, I, you know, this is a game that Southern Miss should win. I think Las Vegas has kind of got them with a, a significant favor on their home field, and I think that's probably the right thing to do. And, uh, in my view, it's a must-win game. This is a game that Southern Miss cannot afford to lose at all. Uh, for a lot of different reasons. I'm going to write something about that uh, this afternoon. But, yeah, I mean, so this is a game that Southern Miss should win, and UAB is not a team that's as good as its 6-2 record set. But how many times in the in the history of this series have Golden Eagle fans at this point in the week sat back and said, well, this is a game we should win. Right. This is a game yeah. the Eagles ought to win, only to have the Blazers win seven out of the last eight right. and ruin a potential New Year's uh, bid in, what, 2011, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, Patrick, many they, they've owned the Golden Eagles, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, there's been many times you've seen a bad UAB team suddenly show up and look like the San Francisco 49ers when they play Southern Miss. Uh, they've just always gotten up for that game. And, and uh, UAB views Southern Miss, I think, as its main rival in the league. And, uh, that, you know, if you go back even back to the uh, first game they played against each other, I think it was in 2000, it was like a three-point football game. So, uh, yeah, right. it's, it's been a weird series 
and uh, Southern neither team can take anything for granted. I mean, Southern Miss can beat you. I think they beat them like seventy to three one season, and within a year or two, they're losing back to losing the UAB. So it's a weird series, and and, and neither team can take anything for granted. And, and really, looking at the at the whole western side of the ledger in Conference USA, never would Southern Miss fans ever be bigger North Texas fans than mm-hmm. this weekend because the Mean Green goes to to uh, Louisiana Tech, and if the Eagles, mm-hmm. I know I, we've we've talked about the bowls and, and you've talked about your projections there, but if the the Eagles still have a chance to win the West, but are going to have to get some help, and uh, the Mean Green could do that if they were to go in there this weekend and beat La Tech. Yeah, and uh, Mason Fine has played really well, uh, even though they lost that game to Charlotte. Uh, he's playing pretty good football at the moment. North Texas should be able to score some points. And La Tech is prone to a laugh now and then, just like any team. So, uh, yeah, that's a big game. But then you have the uh, UAB game, which I think Louisiana Tech would beat UAB in. Uh, but the, the trip to uh, uh, Marshall is a toughie. So this little stretch for Louisiana Tech is really the only chance that uh, they trip up down the stretch because I, I think they have kind of a softer game to close out the season. So this this game with North Texas starting a three-game stretch is where Louisiana Tech's going to have to stumble for Southern Miss to get back in it. But, of course, Southern Miss just can't afford to lose another game in the season. All right, Patrick, I'm going to switch gears on you. I want to throw <laughs> this at you. I thought about you last night when I read this. NFL power rankings, according to a specific website, and uh, the top three teams were – a, the San Francisco 49ers, B, the New England Patriots, C, the New Orleans Saints. I'm guessing that you're not buying there are two teams better in the league than the New Orleans Saints right now. No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, the, the loss that the Saints have isn't, isn't the greatest loss of the Rams, but everybody should go back and look at the circumstances. Uh, with Drew Brees going down early in the first half and, and Bridgewater getting forced out there. And, and it was just one of those games where things just nothing went right for the team. Uh, then you look at the team ever since then, what they've been able to do without Brees and uh, since Brees has gotten back. And then you compare what the Saints did to the Cardinals compared to what the 49ers did to the Cardinals in their own house. And then you look at what the, the way the Patriots were thoroughly beaten by the Ravens uh, this past week. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFL at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would put the Saints at the top just based on the results uh, we've seen over the last two weeks. And, and in case nobody heard it, the Saints got ripped off in the playoffs last year. Yeah, it did happen. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> I want to I go back to Conference USA, though, for just a second. Um, Patrick, when you're, looking at, when you're looking at the way that things are shaken out, it is my contention, and I'll get you to comment on this, that this game Saturday not only is important for the Eagles to win for the standings and potentially winning the West, being becoming closer to bowl eligible, etc. But I think this is going to be a game that if Southern loses, then people start saying, is the football program better off this year than it was last year? Are you seeing significant enough gains? And then people are going to start, you know, the 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 boo birds or whatever you want to call it might start mm-hmm. coming out. Is that is that reasonable? Oh, it's very reasonable, and that's kind of what I was going to touch on in the column I was going to put together, try to get up by tomorrow morning. Uh, but this game is a must-win in just so many different ways. Uh, if uh, Jay Hobson and company lose this football game, uh, really doubt does begin to creep in uh, about the, the, the state of the program and, uh, because they effectively would have, you know, will be eliminated, I think. Uh, I, I just don't see how they can come back and win a West Division uh, uh, while losing to UAB right. on their home field, and then you got Western Kentucky FAU still on the, on the schedule. 
and uh, those are games that are going to be kind of coin tossed going in at best. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Southern Miss is, should win this game. They're healthy right now. They've got all their running backs available. Uh, you know, I, th- there's just no reason Southern Miss should lose this football. Uh, so, I, <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds uh, maybe kind of trite or whatever, but I, I, I just don't see how Southern Miss can lose this game and then still kind of have that momentum going into the final few games of the season. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think this game is a huge uh, uh, measuring uh, stick for this program and where it's at at the moment. I think you're right, Patrick. I think it would be a massive setback if if they lost. But I, I wonder how far do you take that? What do you think? What do you think they have to do in the last four games to erase that doubt? You're saying if they lose to UAB, or just, well, no, I'm just saying over the next four games, do, do they have to right. win three out of the four in other to satisfy the fan base? You think? Yeah, I would think so. And, but but UAB is a must win, uh, and then you have to turn around and, and probably win two out of those last three games. I think they have to win three out of the four yeah, overall, and I think people you know, say, okay, yeah, we're, we're building something. We've got a bunch of guys coming back next season. I think people would be kind of content at that point. I mean, there's everybody's going to expect Southern Miss to be in the, in the race, but I, you know, with the way Southern Miss has played this season, the way these guys that are coming back next year, they're playing right now and playing well, and they've got the experience to produce. So uh, Southern Miss is a team that, uh, that's built to win at the moment. Uh, so they need to take advantage of that. But, yeah, I mean, if they lose more than one football game the rest of the way, people are really going to start to doubt the, the program. And, Patrick, how do you describe to other people, the how do you describe the Southern Miss fan base? I ask you that question because talk to some people who say they're Southern Miss fans, but they say, well, they may not go to the game Saturday because LSU and right. Alabama right. are playing at, at the same time at 2.30. You know how do you how do you describe the Southern Miss fan base? How would you? Well, I mean that's it's you know I think this is an increasing problem for a lot of uh, programs and for his proud Southern Miss program. It's it's always kind of been there in the background where you have the big dogs, the Alabamas and LSU uh, surrounding Southern Miss, and people like to watch those football games, like to stay in the tailgate and watch the end of a game before they go in and watch a Southern Miss game. So uh, as far as how you know. Yeah, it's disappointing for other Southern Miss fans to, to hear that, but it's been around for a while, and it is a, a poorly timed kickoff uh, for Saturday's game with LSU-Alabama going at the same time. So it's just one of those things, but Southern Miss isn't the only program that really faces this. Uh, it just, just so happens to be surrounded by some of the best football programs in America. All right, Patrick, we always enjoy our conversations with you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week, buddy. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Bye. Patrick McGee, everybody, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald as we continue our broadcast from Bocoma Casino. Ryan Griffins, the marketing man for the casino here in Sandersville, and he's our next guest on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're broadcasting live today from Bocoma Casino in Sanderson. It's our third trip here, Kelly. I enjoy it every time we come. I, I do it's too. Fun every time we come. Yeah. A lot of excitement always in the air here at Bocoma. Ryan Griffin is the marketing 
guru for uh, all of these casinos. Uh, and, uh, man, you guys have always got some kind of excitement taking place. Well, I think so, Bob. I mean, Kelly, thank you guys for coming out. It's uh, always great to have you guys here, of course, and, you know, Southern Miss to the top. So, All right, talk to us about the gobbling giveaway, Thursday okay, and yeah. Fridays so, in November. Thursdays and Fridays right in corner. November, that's right. A uh, chance to win a little money. We're doing... Um, Thursdays and Fridays from 6 to 10 p.m., you play with your player's card, and we'll call out names, win $100 in bonus bet. And then at 10 o'clock, every Thursday and Friday, somebody's going home with $250 in cash. So it's uh, you know, that's a whole month promotion. We'll do something similar in December, and then um, roll right into January where you can uh, – uh, you know, cash your tax refund and win free money for that, too. So. For those people that get a refund. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Free money's always good. Those free money. The right. days, my friend. All right. Heavy or light sports book betting in your organization on the World Series? Uh, of course, the World Series was very exciting. You know, it was, a, it was a good series. Everybody had a great time. And, of course, we have uh, the betting with the app. You have in-game betting. So, the lines changed while, you know, during the innings. So, of course, that was fun. If you're sitting here watching the game, of course, that has to happen on property. But if you're sitting here watching the game, you could you could participate in that. And, and then up at Pearl River, up at the uh, at Golden Moon with the big, the, the big sports book there, we have the crystal betting terminals where people can sit. You know, we talked about that last time. Those are all installed and ready to rock. Folks are loving it. So you sit there and you bet, pick the game you want to watch. You have your own parlay card sitting there. And then you're betting while the game's going. You can switch over and watch golf and then go back to a baseball game or NASCAR and go back to a football game. Yeah, but i got, I got to tell you, I actually tried that out, and I bet on a couple of, of football games, and, you know, you could watch it. But then I went to bet on the Bengals game, and a little note popped up on the screen that said, Are you sure? <laughs> so I, so looking out for people. At least like I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's all in good fun. We don't want to hurt you. No, no. Well, that, you're just trying to help me. I, I, I get it. So uh, do most people bet on the series – or individual games, or, uh, or it was it was, a, it was both. Games. It was a lot of, of action on both. A lot of folks, you know, of course, at the beginning bet on the series, and the, the odds changed throughout the, the way the series went. Each game, you could bet on the total end of the series, and, and, and then I'll, you could bet on the game. And I'll bet you, your guys, your guys in the back were going nuts because the first time ever in the history of the World Series, never did a home team win a game. Win, win a, a game. game. It was right. amazing. Yeah, it was, it was. It was definitely a, just a. You know, a, kind of a crapshoot, I guess. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Right. Right. I want to go right. back to, the, to the, the, the the player's card, you know, idea. Now, right. how, how does a person get a player's card? Okay. I, I can't yeah. imagine like anybody can get one. Well, yeah, anybody, twenty-one or older, really, just okay. go over to player services, give them your ID. They'll uh, give you a player's card, and that's the best way to play if you go to any casino, because um, you put that in the in the machine, it records your play, and then the, we send you free stuff. You know, free play, food, uh, night stays, that kind of thing. So anytime you're um, you're you're playing in a casino, always get the player's card. Even there's usually sometimes sign up bonuses, that kind of thing. So definitely use the player, player's card, and anybody can get it. So you, you food, you give food away. Give food away. Did That's you hear right. that, Bob? That got your attention. Right, there we go. I mean, you perked right up <laughs> like a crow on a telephone line <laughs> when he said that about I, free food. I'm in when it comes to free food. Okay, so the holidays now just around the corner, and I'm going to bet that Oklahoma is going to have a lot of different stuff between now and the end of the year. Yeah, you know, um, December is our, our ninth anniversary, so we're going to have some big T-shirt giveaways, cake, 
Now that kind of thing, a big celebration coming up toward the end of, of December. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have several different promotions come uh, throughout November and December for the holidays. And, of course, you know, it's bowl season. So the uh, sports book is going to be jam-packed. Go ahead and, and download the app, PRR Sports, so you can go ahead and, and decide how you want to lay out your bets before you get here. makes it easier on you for sure. And then we have the kiosk, the app, and the desk that you can still make your bets on. I want to ask you, too, Ryan, because part of what you guys do is, you know, being able to forecast and, and, you know, things for next year. And now these, what, the scratch-offs in Mississippi are going to become right. legal at gas stations and so on and so on. How, how would you guys anticipate that that, that type of betting, playing, whatever you want to you know, call it. I, I don't know that it's going to affect uh, the casino business that much. I, it's going to be, um, I'm, I'm just going to put a hurt on Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah For people yeah. who drive over there and place there, you know, get their lottery tickets. Um, you know, it's exciting. Uh, Mississippi's still steadily progressing in the gaming industry. You know, we jumped on the front forefront of the sports book, sports betting as soon as it was allowed. Um, the the, the uh, lottery is just a whole new aspect that you know folks can just you know have a good time and, and take a chance and when you guys like like the goblin giveaway that you're coming up you know as we get closer to thanksgiving when you guys are putting together ideas and promotional ideas what sort of factors do you take into consideration before you pull the trigger on one and say yeah this is good let's do this oh yeah you know a lot of times it's just you know we want to reward our our players and give them, you know, a reason to come and play and a chance to really win. So we try to give several chances. You know, like I said, six to ten, we're giving away several hundred dollars in bonus bet every hour. Then you got a couple of chances to win that two fifty, and that's every week. You know, Thursday and Friday, twice a week. So you know, that's that's the the main focus is to try and you know give give the players a chance to have a good time and a chance to win, of course. Part of what's cool about gaming, too, is, is the personal contact that you have with your dealers or, you know, the people who are working the tables and so on. But even, like, shopping centers, grocery stores and so on are getting more and more out of the individual attention and more everything machines or scanners right. or whatever. What do you what do you foresee in the future in the gaming industry? Well, of course, everybody still wants to go play their, their tables with their dealer, and, and you know, just for the, the human contact. But we do have... The new, um, the new table games, the roulette and the blackjack, uh, which is a, a digital version. And I actually won version. on that last time. That's right, I, you did. The very first, first hand, yeah. Hit a blackjack, blackjack on the first hand. <laughs> so, but it's a great way, especially if you're not familiar with table games, to go in, bet just a small amount of money, and learn how to play blackjack and learn how to play roulette. Um, uh, I, I know we may be getting a dice game in pretty soon. So it's it's just a fun way to bet bet a little bit and just you know let your money last for a long time and play for a while. I'll, I'll tell you what's cool too, Bob, about the dealers at Bocoma. If you're not really proficient in blackjack, for example, they're real cool about saying, "Okay, maybe you don't want to do that." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and, and here's exactly right. and here's why. You know, mm-hmm. so so it's not all about. I mean, they want you to have a pleasurable experience, and they're not going to quote unquote take your money. <coughs> right. It's it's you know? all entertainment. Yeah, you know, right. just have fun. And Ryan, I guess that it, like every industry, this is a competitive industry. So you guys are always working on the next promotion, working on the next thing to attract customers to your property. Right. Yeah. You know, we've been pretty uh, cutting edge on the sports bet, especially. You know, those uh, to mention those crystal betting terminals. We don't have them down here yet. But up in Pearl River, we're the first place in the in the world to offer these crystal betting terminals. 
you know, we they, they launched them with us first. We were the first in the state with the mobile betting app. You know, so we, um, as soon as the technology gets there, we want to make these new offerings. We have some games up there that are um, up at Pearl River, Goldman, and Silver Star that are uh, uh, skill-based games. So do you remember the, the game where you, you know, like if you're playing uh, the old football games on your, your uh, yeah. console or at the arcade where you have to hit the button and hit it within a, a, a target? Right. And so we have a basketball game. It's called Nothing But Net. And you, you catch the ball, you have to catch the ball, and you make the shot, and that's how you win your money. So just hitting the button and making sure you, you have the hand-eye coordination to make the goals, uh, things like that. We have uh, Cut the Rope. If you remember the Cut the Rope game on your, on your phone, the app, we have some app-based games that are the same way. So they're skill-based. It's not necessarily just luck of the spin of the slot machine. You have opportunities to, to put your skill against the machine and win the money. A Pong or Pac-Man? We don't have Pac-Man. We do have a, a Space Invaders. Oh, right. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that was a game. There, I was about to say, Space Kelly, Kelly yeah. was pretty far reached there with Pong. Yeah, yeah. going back to the Atari but, Pong. But, but we do have a Space Invader, so you hit, and then you get to actually play Space Invaders. And you did oh. you did mention your app, and for listeners that aren't familiar with this, you go, oh, gosh, that's cool. I can bet at Bocoma by downloading their app. Well, not really. You can download the app, but in order to place a sports bet at Pocoma, you have to be on the property. On property, exactly. Yeah, now you can sit at home and look at all the lines and decide how you want to make your bets when you walk in the door, but you have to be on property to place the bet. And sportsbook in general has just been a huge development in the industry, hasn't it? It really has. It's, It's been very exciting. Folks are enjoying it. You know, last year it was a learning curve. People were just trying to get used to it. This year, I mean, it's going to be gangbusters for everybody. And, and I know he doesn't have the data in front of him, but I have it on good authority that people are winning big money by doing simply two things, betting against the Redskins. Yeah, the Bengals. Well, that would be smart. <laughs> and speaking of betting, I mean, when you get the bowl season coming up and then you've got the playoffs, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You're really, really fixed to see some Yeah, we're really hitting, uh, you know, the time where – Folks are really interested and wanting to have a good time and place a few bets. Definitely. You know, we always appreciate being here. Well, thank and you, guys. We love having you. It's always fun having us down here, and we look forward to coming back. All right, thank Brian you. Brian Griffin, everybody, does all the marketing for Boca Casino. Month. And uh, we are looking forward to getting back here next month. The Eagle Hour continues right after this. To the top. Welcome back. Eagle Hour at Bocoma Casino in Sandersville. Having a great time down here this afternoon, as we always do. Want to thank Ryan Griffin, number one, for bringing us down. Number two, for uh, coming on the show. Also, our thanks to Patrick McGee and Russ Anderson. Real quickly, a reminder, this is good news here, too, guys, as Michael Mergen joins us here at our desk. Southern Miss is going to give away 2,500 tickets to military families for the football game Saturday. 
So if you want more information on how you can get a ticket, just go to southernmiss.com. But kudos to the athletic department Absolutely. for coming up with that idea and giving 2,500 tickets away to military families. Also, we'll be behind Southern Hall tomorrow morning. We're going to get there around noon. Saturday. Up, Saturday. Saturday yeah. Up until noon. Uh, we're going to get there around noon and uh, right up till kickoff. Uh, we'll be right behind Southern Hall with uh, Papa John's and Hooters and uh, Keith Co. We're going to bring a lot of Southern Miss stuff. I mean, a lot of Super Talk stuff out, including some Eagle Hour T-shirts. And we want to give all of that away tomorrow. So we hope that you'll come Saturday. join us. Saturday. And that I seems like Friday. It does because we're talking college football and yeah. all that. And we're all right. Speaking of that, we are at Bocoma. We're right steps from the sports book. So let's go down the Conference USA games, guys. It's point spreads, and we'll pick against the point spreads. Western right. Kentucky is at Arkansas, Kelly. All right. Now, which, wait a minute. Where, which game number is that? Oh, there it is. Okay, you're going to start on that side of the page. Uh, Arkansas is minus one. Wow. I'm going to take Western Kentucky. Wow. Arkansas minus one, one on a home field against Western Kentucky. Yeah, well, heck, let's go for the Hilltoppers. I'm going with the Hilltoppers, Michael. Yeah, Hilltoppers. Plus one. So it's one yes. to nothing yeah. when the game So starts. essentially whoever wins the game, pretty much. UTSA, Texas San Antonio, is at Old Dominion, the pillow fight of the week, Kelly. Yeah, no kidding. Gouge, <laughs> gouge my eyes out. Um, the Monarchs at home. Um, I, I like the Roadrunners. Well, what's the spread? Kelly? It's uh, the, share that with us. the monarchs, right? And I think that's butterflies, not right, not leaders of a country. Uh, minus four and a half. I'll take the Roadrunners to cover. Yeah, I like the Roadrunners and the points. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I do too. All right, uh, Charlotte. Here's another banger. If it could get any here's worse, here's another headbanger, guys. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte is at UTEP. Oh, my Ooh, gosh. Wow, boy. boy. And, and the point spread is 13.5. Coincidentally, that is also the uh, attendance prediction. Correct. 13.5. <laughs> Who's getting Who's that? Who's the half? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's what right, I want right. to see. Um, I like, you know what? I I like the Miners at home. They're giving the points or taking They're them? getting. They're getting 13.5 at home. At home. At home. Well, you got to take yeah, the home team with 13.5 points. As bad yeah. as they are. Even yeah. if it was Cincinnati. North Texas is at La Tech. Let's not go crazy now. <laughs> North Texas, at, this is probably the best game, one of the best games of the week. Yeah. North Texas at Louisiana Tech. La Tech is a five-and-a-half point pick. Um. And I, I think La Tech's going to win by at least seven. Therefore, I'm taking the Bulldogs and giving the points. Michael? Yeah. La Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Mason Fine and I five hope and you're a half right. points. I hope yeah, you're right. I'm man. taking Mason Fine. And I hope the Mean Green points. win it outright. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, Shula Bowl, Florida International, is at Florida Atlantic. The Owls are at home giving up ten to the Panthers. Whoa. Because they're really? you know they're both Florida schools and a, you know big rivalry. I think Florida Atlantic wins the game, but I think the Panthers cover the ten points. I'm taking the Panthers in ten points. Yeah, I agree, Michael. All right, here we go. Here it is. You guys ready? Da da da. UAB at USM. And here at the pro, at uh, at uh, Bocoma, Southern Miss is a five point favorite. As we sit here and speak, mm. the Eagles by five. And of course, I've told you guys for a week and a half. I think Southern's going to drub them. I think Southern's going to win by thirteen to. So put 17 your money points. where your mouth I'm is. Going right to. here by the I'll, I'll take the Eagles minus five. Southern Miss. 
To the top. Okay. <laughs> Show's over. All right. So we've yeah, and of course Patrick talked earlier about how this this is really a big game and for Jay Hobson in particular. I mean, they, right. They All right. Well, I, I, I even shudder to mention this because I don't really care who wins, but the, obviously a lot of attention on Alabama and LSU. What is the spread here? Both Alabama them? minus seven. Really. Give it up seven with Alabama. Yep, well, here's what a guy told us when we were here the first time. Guy, I think it was a gentleman from Philadelphia, said you would have won 95% of your bets, I think it was over the last seven, eight years, if you'd have taken Alabama, no matter what right. the situation. Right. So. Alabama minus seven. I say you take Alabama. Michael, what do you think? Tigers. Tigers. Ooh. I think I think what I would do that with the Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think this will be the year that they break the seven-game losing streak to Alabama? I hope so. Uh, yeah. You know, because Orgeron really is a good dude. And, you know, Bebe, as they used to call him over at Northwestern State, uh, really a good dude. And, um, you know, it just wasn't a good fit at Ole Miss at the time. Right. But, man, he is in hog heaven down there. They love him. And I think I think it's it's time. I think Ogeron is Ivy League enough, quote unquote, for the Ole Miss crowd. Do you? <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, but I, but but he is, you know, capitalizing on his popularity because Rosetta Stone has just come out with a Ed Orgeron language. <laughs> I can understand. Learn how Do to that speak. One more time. Ed well, what's your Ed Orgeron? Go Tigers! All right, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, you guys will be at Fourth Street, Street Bar and yep. Grill yep. tomorrow afternoon. Pre-game. Again, we want to thank uh, Ryan for bringing us down here to Bokoma. Always fun. We'll be back next month, right? We can yep. still come back. Good news. All right. Until tomorrow, and from Bokoma Casino in Sandersville, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.